Security clearance level 3 or above is required to access files. Command codes verified. Welcome back to GGR Pirate Radio. Welcome back, guys. It is part two of our 2018 year in review. Uh, I am joined by, uh, as always, Mr. Steve Monick. Yep, still here. Uh, not drunk at all. <laughs> I've got Mr. MC Brooks joining us as well. Hello. And then we also have James Rambo, all of them joining us by the magical, mystical means of Skype uh, on the interwebs. So guys, um, when we last left our stalwart GGR Pirate Radio heroes, we were talking about our favorite things of 2018. Uh, All of you guys had gotten to do your category uh, and then kind of pass it around the table. I got my category coming up here. Uh, In fact, I'm going to play some some music for it. Um, I think that it would be only fitting if while we were talking about movies, haha, that I played some movie music. Let's play the theme from Superman. Because I still think that, like, of all of the John Williams, all the other guys who do theme music for movies, for for scores, the Superman theme is, like, the most iconic. Like, everybody knows that one when you hear it. You're like, oh, that's Superman's music, obviously. Like, and I don't think anybody has ever really been able to top that, personally. Um... I didn't get to see a lot of movies this year. And the reason why I wanted to do this topic specifically was so that I could pass it to you guys. Because I know, Rambo, you've seen some. MC, you've seen some. Steve, you've seen some. I feel like between all of us, we've got a pretty good um, pretty good list going here. So I wanted to start with mine, and then I'm going to pass it around the table. I think the best movie that I saw this year... I mean, like, it's almost not fair. Because every other movie is going to pale in comparison to this movie. Because... N- it was all that we talked about. It's all that anybody talked about in the geek community, even outside the geek community. People at like my workplace were talking about this. Like I, everyone was talking about this movie, and that's Avengers: Infinity War. Like, oh my god, I thought you were going to say Fifty Shades Freed. <laughs> <laughs> that's for that's for our other podcast, GGR After Dark. Um, After Dark. Well, thank you. Um, I didn't even, I wasn't even anticipating to see Avengers Infinity War. And I happened to catch a ticket from somebody else who was like, oh, hey, I can't go. You want my ticket? And I was like, yeah, of course. And I was so glad that I did because I knew what was going to happen because, you know, I've read comic books before and I had a pretty good idea of what was going to happen and who was going to get toast. And goddamn, if it still didn't affect me, if it still wasn't like a gut punch at the end of that movie, like that movie was so well executed I still have yet to find a flaw where I'm like, oh, this was a problem with this movie, or this was an issue, or this was wrong. It was it was so well done, and they masterfully played that because that's all any of us have been talking about. And everyone is just, like, breathlessly waiting for the next Avengers movie to come out. And it's just like... Black Panther came out this year. Black Panther was awesome. Deadpool 2 came out. Deadpool 2 was awesome. Ant-Man and the Wasp, that came out. And I guess that was pretty good, too. I don't really care. Because the only thing that anybody cares about is Avengers Infinity War. It was it was that good. And, like, I, I just... I, that's the only movie that really, like, registered with me that came out in 2018. I mean, there were so many other good films that I saw, but that one just it took the cake by far and just, and just ran with it. Um, let me go ahead and pass this on to... Let me pass it to Mr. James Rambo, because he sees a lot of movies that I don't 
really that aren't even on my radar. <coughs> you talked about going to see um, the Spike Lee one. Was it Black KKK? Black, uh, Black, Black Lanson. Lans- yeah, Black Lanson. Yeah. So like, I'm not saying talk about that. I'm just saying like you've you've seen that, and I that didn't even register on my radar. Um, but Rambo, what was it, what were some of your like top movies from 2018? Oh man, I have a hell of a list in front of me. Uh, I will try to be selective. Okay. Um, all right, so yeah, no, you know, you know what I'll do? I won't talk about the big stuff. Let's talk about some of the smaller movies that came out. Fair enough. Um, I was fortunate enough to work at the Angelica Theater in Mosaic District in Fairfax, Virginia, for about a year. Uh, that meant I got free movies, which means I watched a lot of stuff. Um, among those uh, was Black Klansman. Um, oh, I almost forgot. Sorry to bother you. I watched Sorry to Bother You. For anybody who hasn't seen it, uh, it is super fucking weird in the best way possible. Uh, it is a uh, satire of capitalism, and um, uh, uh, and it's about racism and classism, and uh, features uh, Lakeith Stanfield as the the lead. Uh, you may know him from Atlanta. He had a little part in Get Out. Um, fantastically talented guy. Um, Really, really wild movie that I was sure I knew the ending to, and I was equal parts very right and totally wrong. Um, and and because of that movie and because of that theater, I was able to meet Danny Glover. So that was fucking dope. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah, he came out super nice guy. Uh, came out for a, a screening and then a, and a talk about the movie after the fact. Him and uh, Boots Riley, the the writer director. Um, but yeah, so that was awesome. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Um, Hearts Beat Loud. Hearts Beat Loud uh, was exactly the kind of movie that I needed to watch uh, this year and really for the past two years because it was a really sweet, earnest, genuine movie about a father and his daughter. Um, uh, uh, Nick Offerman plays the dad. Um, his daughter is college age and is going to be heading off soon. Um, and it, it, it's, it's not a terribly original story. It, it's, you know, a man and his, and his kid are kind of growing apart and they used to play music together all the time. And as she's gotten older, it's just been harder and harder for her to make time for that. Um, and they sort of hit on making this one song. It, he uploads it to Spotify. It's clear, like there's very clearly some product play, product placement in the movie. Uh, they must have uh, uh, spent some money on helping produce the film. But uh, it's also, you know, pretty realistic because this is the kind of thing you would do recently or up late. And uh, the song gets some traction and he has plans to, like, start a band. Um, and I won't say what happens beyond that, but uh, it was really sweet and genuine and um, some really great music came out of that. Hey, there's new music. Um, the Hearts Beat Loud soundtrack is actually really good. It's on Spotify. Uh, so definitely recommend watching that as well. Um, in a totally different direction, Overlord. If anybody hasn't seen Overlord, um, it should be out on Blu-ray real soon. It is a... Imagine a movie about the, the levels in Call of Duty where you're fighting zombies... Uh, it is a World War II horror action movie. Um, it's not exactly zombies, but it's definitely fucked up monsters that Nazis are making. Um, it uh, no real, 
No real big names, but Keen Woodbine is probably one of the bigger stars in the movie. Um, he has a great little bit part uh, in the beginning of the film. Um, uh, Kurt Russell's son uh, plays the 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 uh, supporting role in, uh, oh, in yeah. the film, which as soon as I... Wyatt, yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah, yeah Wyatt. As soon as Wyatt I really. learned... As soon as I learned who he was, I was like, oh, yeah, you look exactly like your dad and mom. Um, yeah, he really does. Like, it's like if you took Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell and you just smashed them together and like... Yeah, if yeah. they firestorm, they would turn into that's, their son. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. what happened. <laughs> that's how genetics work, Mike. That's, yeah, that's, that's, very, yeah, that's a good point. That's, that's 100% what happened. Um... Let's see. So yeah, Over that was a J.J. Abrams. Pick, it was J.J. Right? Abrams produced. I am blanking on the director. Uh, uh, Julius uh, Avery. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Well, there you go. Julius Avery is a, is a, is a person to watch uh, because that movie looks like it cost two hundred million dollars and it was made for like forty. Um, it was. It's really beautifully shot. Uh, it's really well lit. Um, there is really engaging storytelling stuff that's being done. That's not super expository. Um, the, the, when we get into the monsters, we don't get super grotesque, like monster uh, uh, like we don't, there, there's not a lot of creatures. Uh, it's more just, uh, it's more like a sort of, um, Cronenberg style body horror stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah. And it was another, another, another movie, uh, Another like horror action movie featuring a, a black male lead, which was cool. Um, so yeah, that's definitely worth watching. I think I'll do like two more. Sounds good. Uh, um, God, there's so many good fucking movies. Uh, Widows. Widows was a rock solid crime thriller that came out this year uh, that had a phenomenal cast, um, including Viola Davis. Uh, Liam Neeson, Colin Farrell, Robert Duvall, um, just all, oh, uh, Elizabeth uh, De- uh, Dembecki, um, who is like six foot four. It's crazy how tall that woman is. Um, but uh, it is a story of a bunch of women whose boyfriends and husbands were all thieves. Uh, they all die in the beginning of the movie. And uh, Viola Davis's character, who was married to Liam Neeson, is getting shaken down by uh, by local hood turned politician uh, who lost a bunch of money, and um, her and the rest of the women decide to finish uh, the last big score, um, and it's just a bunch of badass broads running around, you know, pulling off this crime. Oh, Michelle Rodriguez, Michelle Rodriguez is in as well. Um, and John Bernthal and yeah, a bunch of other people. It's, it's fucking great. Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya is fucking scary in this movie. He's awesome. Uh, he's like the little brother of the the main, uh, the primary antagonist, and he is fucking unnerving in scenes. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend watching that as well. Um, I lied. I'm gonna do two more. Okay. Um, okay. Um, on the same wavelength of Hearts Beat Loud, there's a movie called Love Simon that was released this year. Love Simon is a pretty simple story. It's a coming of age story about uh, a guy in high school and, you know, trying to find his way and figure out who he is. Uh, the caveat there is Simon is gay and Simon hasn't come out to anybody. Um, and he posts this blog and through this blog, he's able to talk to a couple different people and, um, and email back and forth with this one other guy in school who is also gay and also hasn't come out. 
Um, and it is just a great story about, um, you know, knowing who you are and, and it's, it's not a great movie. It's a good movie. Um, and we will, we will attain true equality when everyone has a mediocre story about them specifically. Um, <laughs> in, in much the same way that I haven't seen it, so I can't give a full opinion of it, but Crazy Rich Asians, I've heard very mixed reviews in terms of this is one of the best movies I've ever seen to this is like a very by-the-numbers rom-com, uh, but it features an almost entirely Asian cast. Uh, so that's a really big deal. Also a movie that came out this year. Um, Love, Simon was very, really sweet. There's a great sequence, again, between father and son, where uh, the dad played by, I can't remember his actual name. I can only remember Tad Hamilton. Um, damn it. What is his? Oh, Josh Dumel. Josh Dumel. Um, <laughs> what a date with Tad Hamilton. <laughs> what a date with Tad Hamilton. I knew at least one of you knew exactly what I was talking about. I, I um, did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not proud of it, Josh, but I did. Josh Duhamel and Jennifer Garner play this kid's uh, parents, and there's a whole there's a scene early on in the movie where his dad is being like really casually homophobic, and when you get the reveal about halfway through the movie that Simon's gay, um, it completely like it it totally fucks his father up, but not in the way that you would think. He's more just like, oh, no, I'm a piece of shit. I've been being wow. a total dick um, about gay people and, and in front of my gay son. And this has completely shifted my perspective on things. And it's a really beautiful moment. Um, uh, let me see. All right. Last one I'll talk about because there's a lot of good movies that came out this year um, is You Were Never Really Here. You Were Never Really There, rather. Um, you were never really there. I have been planning to do this since I watched this movie initially. Um, you were never really there is a movie about, uh, a guy who his entire, the entirety of his existence is based around violence. Um, he's a guy that is basically sort of a, a sort of a fixer for people. Um, in that if a rich person's, you know, kid, like daughter or, wife or someone gets kidnapped this is the guy you call to go and get her back and and really hurt the people that took her um but it's not like in a in a cool like actiony beat him up kind of way he walks around with a ball peen hammer um and it's just brutal violence in a way that you don't often see uh the movie was directed by the same woman who did um we need to talk about Kevin, which if you haven't seen that, um, I highly recommend it. Uh, Ezra Miller and uh, Tilda Swinton. Swinton, thank you, uh, are both phenomenal in it, um, as is John C. Riley and, and everybody else. But the two of them really seal the show. The focus is definitely on the two of them. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix plays the lead and You Were Never Really There. And I've been meaning to do a double feature with John Wick because both movies – are focused on men who have built their lives around violence, um, both of which who are trying to get out of that. And the crux of both stories is once you've gone down that road, there's no going back. Very much uh, like uh, like uh, Unforgiven. Very much so, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, God, triple feature. All three of those are going <laughs> to be fucking great. Fucking great. Um, 
But whereas John Wick is is really sort of a celebration of violence, um, and you know, look look how cool this is. You were never really there. Is more no when you hit somebody in the face, you can fucking murder them if you hit them hard enough. Um, it's really exploring what does it mean when you you know you you make these decisions and you and you turn down this path and um, how does that affect you? What kind of things does that do to you as a person, not just in terms of your your individual decisions, but how does it affect your other relationships? Um, but yeah, so not really a sci-fi movie, not really a fantasy movie, but definitely a movie worth watching. Uh, also, watch Annihilation. Pay attention. If you're smart enough, you'll know exactly what's going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could keep going for like another 20 minutes, but yeah, please continue. Good, good stuff, man. And see, that is why <laughs> James Rambo has his own segment that we call... Don't watch shitty media with James Rambo. Thank you, Mr. James Rambo. Absolutely. Go ahead and pass it on to the next member of our crew. Steve. Well, since we don't watch shitty media, I would like to talk about Skyscraper for uh, the next 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Followed by Rampage. I like this double feature idea, so we're just going to talk about what The Rock did this year. Hey man, <laughs> shitty does not mean you know, or or, or fun does not mean shitty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I didn't watch any of those movies, but uh, what I did watch <laughs> were definitely some more blockbustery type movies. Um, I guess I was the only person who bought a ticket to see Solo. I guess okay, it was I just think... me and my mom. I don't know, but I loved it. I it, it's it's definitely in the top half of my Star Wars movies. I. For the longest time, like back when me and Mike very first started GGR and we would talk about our rewrites and all our little Star Wars plans and stuff no one gave two craps about. Um, I always wanted a smaller story set in the Star Wars universe. So I know that's kind of not the trend. I mean, you look at like what Marvel does with all their movies and the bigger it is, the bigger the audience and the bigger the return. I mean freaking ant-man and the wasp smaller story makes nothing relatively speaking avengers infinity war biggest movie like friggin ever fourth highest grossing movie of all time so i mean it's not necessarily the trend and that's why solo didn't do well yeah i loved it i i i want a small story i want an intimate story yeah there was a lot of fan service and there was some stuff where i was like yeah, I already watched Star Wars. I don't need to know like where he got his gun or why he calls him Chewie instead of Chewbacca. Like, if you're friends, you give him a nickname. That's just what you do. Um, I don't necessarily need those little tidbits, but the story overall is what I was looking for. Um, the other thing that I really like, and I know we talked about this a couple months ago, but like Mission Impossible Fallout, when you're on the sixth action movie in a series and you're thinking like, all right, what kind of shark jumping are they going to do now? Like, what kind of crap are they going to dig up just to do it bigger and better or whatever? But I really like what Tom Cruise and, and McQuarrie are doing together. Like, they're it, it's, dope. <laughs> instead of just making, like, little one-off action movies, kind of like James Bond, like, used to do in the day. You know, it's just Bond is on another adventure and it has nothing to do with anything. Like, bringing it all together, bringing characters back, writing up a... a more cohesive story where you really do feel like you're in this world of espionage and there's different large power players moving these pieces around the board. Um, 
it's it's a genre that I've always liked. Like there's certain genres. I know the Godfather is great. I know everyone loves mafioso movies. Doesn't do jack for me. But spy movies have kind of always been my thing. Love Bond, Mission Impossible, all that kind of stuff. So I have a soft spot for that one. And then me and my wife really try our best with our little kid to, to get out to some date nights. And we went and saw the movie Game Night. Just a stupid throwaway comedy movie, right? Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams. But it's kind of like a goofy, ridiculous version of what we like to do. We like to hang out with our friends and play board games and stuff. And then they just made a stupid comedy out of that premise. And we had a great time. We love that movie. We just love having these little date nights. So that movie, if you're looking for just a comedy that you can f- watch, laugh for you know 90 minutes, and then forget exists for a little while, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I want to tip one in real quick here too because um, just side note, um, there's a movie that – you want to talk about you can't that like was fun uh this movie's not fun at all um but it's really goddamn good and it's called the florida project and it star it stars Will, willem dafoe like he's the big name in this movie and it's an independent film uh the reason why we watched it is because we my wife and family we all go to disney world every single year and that's what this movie is about it's about this like the hotels outside of Disney world and like the life of this family of this, the single mother and her six year old daughter. And it's just, it's, it's guttural. It's like, if you've ever seen kids, it has a very kids vibe to it. It's very like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, it's, it's a really, really excellent movie. And like, I mean, it was nominated for an Academy award for best actor in a supporting role for, for Willem Dafoe. So, I mean, like this got some traction. This was a good flick. I really, really, really enjoyed it. It has a five star rating on the, on Rotten Tomatoes and 96%. Um, just a really, really good movie. Strange, weird, unnerving, makes you feel uncomfortable at points because you're just like, man, I can't believe people live like this. But that is, it's kind of that dark side to the happiest place on earth. It's like you have this place that where everybody goes for vacation, but there's always going to be some seedy shit going on too. And, uh, I just wanted to at least mention that because I haven't mentioned that on the podcast or written about it. And I've been meaning to for, you know, almost a year now since this movie came out and we saw it. So, you know, what's kind of funny about the end of that movie is it like, you can tell because the big climax and spoilers for anyone who wants to watch it, but the big climactic is like they go into Disney World at the end, yeah. And you can tell they did not have permission to shoot there. Oh yeah, because it's <laughs> like sure. the, the 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 quality of image changes very dramatically. Yeah, it's like shaky cam and like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you can tell they didn't have permission. It was, but I mean, it worked in the it's moment. The- they're like, go, 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 go. And they're just yeah. running around with their little <laughs> camera. Can I, can I get some popcorn? There's no time. There's no time. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, really, really, really good flick. Um, Marcus, did we miss any movies, man, that, that you wanted to mention? I mean, really? I mean, it's only the, you know, high, <laughs> like the biggest movie of 2018 in Black Panther, you know, came out in February, <laughs> you know. See, there, there was a really Come funny on. there was a really funny meme going around uh, going around um, right at the end of the year. It was saying like 2018 was such a long year. Just think of this this in context. Black Panther came out earlier this year. Yeah, like yeah, which does feel like it was forever ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I I totally <laughs> I totally agree. I it's just from my perspective, like Infinity War just overshadowed everything. Like, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, which which makes sense, you know. I, I think more pe- people were more inclined to see. Uh, I mean, I think for any superhero film trying to go up against an Avengers film is a is a tall task. You know, I think it was impressive that Black Panther was even still in theaters when <laughs> Infinity War came out, which I do think was pretty awesome. That's true. Yeah. Hey, yeah. What, yeah. Um, yeah, Black, uh, Black Panther, the like the most obvious choice for me. Um, I'm gonna deviate a little bit. Uh, I think the the Full Metal Alchemist movie that came to Netflix. Um, it's it's a bit of a mixed bag, I guess, if you're a fan of the anime series. But I actually really en- I enjoyed the movie. I think for people who are you know not particularly into anime at all, um, but would find the story of Full Metal Alchemist pretty interesting. That 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 the movie was a pretty good watch. I mean, they, they speed run through a lot of things. And so, like, obviously, it's not going to be as good as watching something that fully fleshes out stories and characters and whatnot. But for what it was, I thought I thought it was I thought it was pretty awesome. Um, i trying to remember what else came out this year. Um, well, I guess I'll just jump to the, the like probably my favorite movie of the year, even though it, it only came out about two weeks ago. And that's the newly released into the spider-verse movie yeah i've which yeah it's fucking phenomenal i have heard it, nothing but good thing. i've not heard a single person say anything bad about this movie and, uh rambo i said this last week and you might agree with me on this i think the only thing that was the only the only flaw i guess if you had one with this movie was in was their portrayal of fisk and I think part of that is because we got such a really amazing Wilson Fisk in, in Daredevil this year that his uh, depiction in Spider-Man was just not as good. But I don't think it was like so bad that it was like that's something you hold against the movie. I would, I'm inclined to say that it's not so much that it's bad as it is different. Yeah. Um, in the same way that the Adam West Batman and the Dark Knight Returns Batman are both Batman, um... The Fisk we see in in the Spider-Verse is just a different take. And I did really appreciate... Um, how many of y'all have watched Battlestar Galactica, the new one? I have. One of my favorite moments in television and movies in, any, in media period is the revelation that Gaius Baltar has been putting on an accent the entire time. Yeah. Um, there's a moment where, for anybody who hasn't seen it, where he is in prison, um, and you get this revelation that the very aristocratic, highfalutin accent, the way he speaks, is total bullshit. That he's actually from a planet that is almost entirely blue collar, um, that has a very like gritty, uh, uh, rough on the throat way of speaking. And in an effort to distance himself from his past, he has started acting and speaking as though he's from a much uh, uh, um, more uh, expensive, much higher, uh, higher, higher, you know, for lack of a better term, higher class planet than uh, uh, than the one he's actually from. And I say that to say the way that Lee F. Shriver performs Fisk in in the Spider-Verse is, yeah, he was a dude who used to murder people on the street for money. Um, but he's just a really smart, savvy guy. Uh, and it, it, it's, you know what better way to put this in the spider versus performance is perfect for that story. Yes. Because this yep. is a cartoon, yes. we, you know, having a, a, a more exaggerated villain, it works just fine. Um, whereas the 
Kingpin in Daredevil fits perfectly for that story, which is a much more serious uh, and it's like and self serious uh, crime action story. Absolutely. Anyway, sorry, didn't mean to. to do no, 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 <laughs> no, no. That was it was no, that was perfect. But I mean, for for me too, I I just thought that. I mean, of all the superhero films we got, I mean, this this one put its put itself right up there with with everything else that we got this year between both Black Panther and Infinity War. I mean, they 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 took a they took a lot of risk with this with this movie, um, but but I really enjoyed like the the uh, the different animation styles that they had for each of the uh, other Spider characters that that came in. Um, the yeah, action absolutely. scenes were dope. The the dialogue. The, a lot of the dialogue felt very natural and just very organic, and I really appreciated that. I love how they they paid tribute to the fact that Miles is Afro Latinx, and so yeah. that he did he did speak Spanish in the in the in the film too, and they didn't try to shy away from that or just make his mother just speak English the entire time, which I thought was awesome. Like the the attention to detail they paid with this film was was just was just fantastic, and and for me. It's my probably my favorite superhero film of the year, even with everything else that came out this year. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Like, I'm I'm super stoked. Like, even my kid, who's not a huge superhero fan, he's he's getting there. Spider Man's always been like his favorite. Like, and he's he's excited about seeing this too. So I I really can't wait for that one. Um, I wanted to because none of because we only have four people and there's more than four categories. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about TV real quick here because we only got a couple more sure. minutes, um, guys. Because we're going to wrap up here in just a little bit. But I want to hit on TV real quick. Uh, in fact, if you want more detail into my list for TV, um, you can go to greatgeekrefuge.com and you can read my top picks for TV in 2018. Um, my list online is now going to be different from what I'm going to say here. And the reason why is because Hulu just released all six seasons of Letterkenny. And I am <laughs> so fucking excited because I don't have to pirate it on the internet anymore. I can actually just sit there and hit the button on Hulu and watch it. So I'm very, very excited about this. Um, this show came out of nowhere. I was not expecting this to be funny at all. Like, I was like, this is going to be some stupid shit, and I'm not going to really enjoy it. But this is such a well-written, smart comedy. And, like, and it's not like, it's not like Frasier, which I love Frasier, by, uh, by the way. But, like, Frasier is very um, white-collar, very high-end, very intelligent humor. Like, if you're not up with that, you're not going to enjoy it. Um, Letterkenny does the smart humor. It does the dumb, crude humor. It does that quick-paced, back-and-forth banter humor. Like, it does all of those things, and all of them well. Like, it's not like it has... Really, there isn't any flaw in this show that I've found so far, other than there's no real, like, character growth. They're all just kind of the same static characters, which, honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's just really, really enjoyable. Like I haven't laughed that hard at a TV show in a really long time. So much so that like, you'll get to points where you actually have to stop it and rewind it. Cause you're like, I probably missed another joke in there. Cause I was laughing so hard at some of the dumb shit that they said, like <laughs> dude at one point. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm not going to ruin it, but there's a joke in season six when you get to it, Rambo, where it's Christmas time and Wayne is passing out Christmas presents and he's giving a present to the pastor. Right. And he's given the, he's, he's like, he starts, they start having a conversation and all of a sudden they get onto the topic of, 
basically the pastor is like, ooh, did you get me this? And did you know that uh, Fleetwood Mac used to take cocaine and blow it up each other's poopers with straws? And, like, <laughs> it completely derails Wayne from his conversation. He just stops and he goes, D- is, is, is that why? What? Like, it's... <laughs> It's just, it's such a great, I, I laughed for like 20 minutes in that scene. Like it's, 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 I truly enjoy this show, but also too, like I'm now using Letterkenny-isms in my regular day life. Like it, it's, it's become a thing. And like now when I'm talking about hockey with people, I use some of the hockey terms that they use. Like if the cat, if the capitals are doing well, I'll be like, Furta. And <laughs> what's even better is when people actually get it. And they're like, yeah, Ferda, for the boys. And I'm like, hell, you get it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Like, and as a hockey fan, there's so many hockey references in there that are really, really like deep hockey references that you would not get if you weren't a hockey fan. And just overall, it's, it's just a wonderful show. I, I can't recommend it more highly. Um, but as Steve mentioned, Daredevil was Daredevil season three was just, just fucking artwork, man. It was so well done. Um, there's a Nick Offerman, Amy Poehler, NBC show that's on Hulu called Making It, which is a, um, a a competition series, but it's all about crafting. So instead of like the cooking competition shows, they you have to build shit. So like one of them is, is like, hey, we want you to build a play set for a kid. And this dude makes a taco truck. And he's awesome. He's like, he wasn't listening to what the prompt was. So like he just picked something and went went with it. Making a taco truck. He makes a taco truck, but like his, his crafting ability that he's, that he has gotten on the show for is working with felt and working with fabrics and things like that. And he makes felt tacos and somehow puts some contraption into the felt taco shell that it can actually open up and put stuff in. And then you can fold it up and it locks into place. And like, I was like, I was like, I want that as an adult, like, and not even to eat. I just want to play with that taco truck. Like, and and it's just an incredible show. And it's, it's very like the great British baking show in the sense that instead of these like American designed, I'm a fucking kill you like competitive shows, all of these people are out for each other and they're all friends and they all root for each other. And it's, it's just so, it's such a nice soothing show instead of these like cutthroat things that you see all the time where Gordon Ramsay's throwing racial epithets at people and like throwing (laughs) knives at them and like calling them horrible names. And like, this is just a nice fun show. And some of the things that these guys create on the show are, are incredible. Like it it just, it leaves me speechless. Like there's this one guy who's an incredible artist, uh, an Asian American guy. And you can tell that he's a little dark, for the rest of these people who are like, oh, I made this rainbow set. And he's just like, I made this set about this suicide that I found once. And you're just like, whoa, dude. <laughs> like, but like you see him grow throughout the series and he like, he, he lightens up a little bit and you learn more about him as a person and you see them stretch themselves as artists. And that's one of my favorite things is when you see somebody who's talented and they have to go outside their comfort zone and they just blossom. And you're just like, wow, that that's this show. Like if you need a good pick me up, feel good show, check that one out check out making it it's on hulu it's a great show um i mentioned orange the new black it had a really good return season because season five was kind of kind of crap season six was really really good um uh season four of the flash with the thinker was a good rebound as well because season three with uh savitar was total dog shit um and I make a really good joke. Like I'm gonna pat myself on the back here because this joke is fucking gold. Um, I put a picture. I put a picture in uh, on the article 
uh, of the Wikipedia page for the Flash season three. There is no Wikipedia page for the Flash season three because nobody wanted to write about it because it fucking sucked that bad. <laughs> um, and I, I said, Aww. I even said in the caption, I said, seriously, there's an entire Wiki page about the NBC drama Cop Rock. No one wanted to write about the Flash season three. Ouch. <laughs> uh, I also oh. talk, I also talk about the Handmaid's Tale, which if you guys have not watched that show, man, like. Seriously, watch The Handmaid's Tale. It is it is dynamite. Um, we mentioned Wyatt um, Russell, son of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. He is in what is quite possibly the most frightening piece of media that I've seen in at least a decade, and that's an episode of Black Mirror uh, Season 3. Oh, called, yeah. Called, oh, play, yeah. Called Playtest, which fucking freaked me out so bad. But it's such a good episode. Um Haley Atwell and Domin Hall Gleason are in a season two episode called uh, Be Right Back, which is fucking phenomenal and heartbreaking. Um, I, f- I-, I found Black Mirror again because I tried to watch it once before and I watched that one episode with Bryce Dallas Howard and it was the biggest piece of dog shit that I'd ever seen in my life. And what? I was like, I was like, <laughs> fuck this show. And like, I came back to it because a friend of mine was like, hey, you need to see the one called Playtest. And I watched it and I was like, okay, I'm in. And then I watched the one uh, USS Callister, which um, yeah, it's a great episode. That one was really really good too. Like it's fucking he uh, uh, Jesse Jesse um, the lead Jesse I'm blanking on his name um, from what he does the best William Shatner impression I've ever seen because oh, yeah. he doesn't do the fucking cartoon. No, he does an actual William Shatner impression. Yeah. And it's it's Plummet, dead on. Jesse Plemons, that's his name. Yeah, he was in yeah he was in um, season two of Fargo. Yeah, yeah, and he was also in uh, um, I think maybe the last season or the or the penultimate season of uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, he's 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 a good actor, and he did. Dude, you want to talk about like at first you're like, oh, he's just you know he's a shy nerd, and then you start learning more about him, and you're like, oh, he's a really fucked up nerd. Like you're it's, a monster. Yeah, he's a goddamn <laughs> monster. Um. Everybody, just we'll start. We'll start with Steve because Steve's been quiet for a minute. Steve, best TV show that you saw this year, or give me a couple of them that you've seen that we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, I mean, Daredevil was kind of the the shining jewel of of what I watched this year. I really haven't been watching a lot. I've been trying to do more reading, a lot of like personal development, oh. some you know, reading for pleasure <laughs> and stuff. But quick, uh, um, quick aside, then basically, give, give us a book I'm that you just read saying like really you, you you plebeians just get away from me. Um, <laughs> No, but no, me and Manny have been watching a lot of, almost exactly what you talk about, a lot of these, like, more elegant competition shows, you know, where people aren't just, you know, being mean to each other or whatever. Um, and then um, to read, but some of the stuff I've been reading, there's this author I like named Ted Decker, and um, the, he has this whole series called The Circle, and there was two new books that came out in that series this year. And just the, the real quick elevator pitch of that is there's this dude – um at the very beginning he's getting chased by people that are shooting at him you don't really know why he gets clipped in the head and he wakes up in this like other realm and every time he falls asleep in one place he wakes up in the other thinking the prior one was a dream wow um so like he's trying to figure out like which one's real or are they both real or is he just descending into some sort of madness and one's very like old-timey people are like wearing like you know tunics and it's like a forest and stuff and then the other one's like our modern day you know like america kind of thing so yeah um that's been very interesting i've read through the original trilogy 
once and this was like two two years ago or so but since some like new novels came out i went back and i've been reading through that but yeah i don't know i just um i have a tendency to stay up way too late watching youtube and watching television shows i'm trying to force myself to go to bed and read so i don't die when i'm like 49 or something like that so (laughs) it's a good plan like um Back to TV for just a quick second. Um, the retro throwback. Um, for whatever reason, I decided that I wanted to give Star Trek uh, Enterprise a chance, right? Um, I didn't even get through season one. I was done. Like, that show is just not catching yeah. me at all. <laughs> and what ended up happening was the reason why I'm done with it is there's an episode of Star Trek Enterprise, which, if you're not familiar with it, Scott Bakula is Captain Archer, captain of the USS Enterprise. Um, and there's an episode where Dean Stockwell is an alien. And I was like, wait a minute pause and i looked up i was like which streaming service has quantum leap and hulu has quantum leap and i was like fuck star trek i'm watching quantum leap (laughs) and i've i'm already into season three of quantum leap and this is like i started this in like october like i forgot how much i love that friggin' show like there's so many things in it that are dumb and there's so many episodes that just don't make sense like there's one where he leaps into the body of a woman and he's a mom in the 80s right and like the brother from Blossom is gonna get kidnapped and the guys who kidnap him they don't even make sense they're just like generic 'er ne'er-do-wells and like it doesn't even make sense why they actually kidnap him but I don't care because it's Scott Bakula kicking ass and like it's it's such a fun show and like this is made in the 80s, right? Like, late 80s, early 90s. And it surprisingly is very, like, progressive. Like, at one point, he plays a person with special needs. He plays a, a guy with Down syndrome. And somebody calls him retarded. And he's like, we don't say that word. That's inappropriate. And I was just like, word, Scott Bakula. Like, this is... And, like, he's he's fighting for, like, women's rights and, like, a very feminist show. And I was like, this is surprisingly ahead of its time. And, like... Not only that, too, like, if you're a religious person, like, they're trying to contextualize why he keeps bouncing from person to person. And him and Al have basically, like, this established that it's God. God's plan is for him to go and fix these things that got wronged the first time. And it's just, it's it's a really, really fun show if you've never watched it before. But also, too, it's just such a cool flashback. Because I remember being a little kid and watching these episodes and having, like, vague memories of some of the things that happened. And now it's filling in those gaps. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. Very nice. Yeah. Um, Mr. MC Brooks, what's some TV that you are enjoying, whether it's something new from 2018 that you really enjoyed or just something that you're, you're throwing back to? Uh, okay. I have a couple of th- a couple things. First is the Titans series on the DC streaming service. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that show was getting a lot of BS on social media for the months leading up to it. Because of you know leaked set photos and and certain people that were cast as as uh, uh, members of the Titans, and that show is surprisingly really good. Like it, it's it's up there, I would say, with the early seasons of Arrow and Flash in terms of how good uh, they were. Now, I mean, there there are an episode or two that kind of seem like filler because they break away from the main story and kind of focus in on other characters who are important but not really important to the main story for season one and it 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 turned out to be just a very well done show like like i said i I think it's up there with with some of the better stuff that that um but some of the better tv shows that have come out 
so Titans is up there. I would say On My Block on Netflix, um, which I just kind of watched on a whim earlier this year. Um, it ended on on a very heartbreaking cliffhanger, which you know, it, it, and it came out of nowhere. It, it's a really fantastic show if you're if you're really interested in kind of uh, reliving kind of like being a teenager like the good times of being a teenager and just kind of hanging out with your friends and not really worrying about like the stuff going on in the larger outside world. It's pretty awesome. Um, I just finished season two of Marvel's runaways, which runaways. I, I don't feel like it's getting enough due for a Marvel show. It's kind of flying under the radar and, and maybe it's because it's, it's a Hulu only that, you know, maybe just many people just haven't seen it. But it's it's a very well done show that is it, it's so different than anything else Marvel has done. Like I, I actually don't really have a comparison for it in terms in terms of what exactly it is, other than it's it's a a, a bunch of teenagers uh, who discover that they have powers, and unlike other superhero shows where like. You know the, the the people kind of master, seemingly kind of master their abilities in like an episode or two, like it's kind of a progressive thing with these characters, and so you're following them along. Um, in addition to trying to you know figure out what does it mean to have the abilities that they have, but also try to solve this larger mystery uh, involving their parents and what exactly this uh, shadow organization that they work for is actually up to. Um, I just finished season two today, actually. Um, it's it. I didn't think they could improve on season one, and, and it, it absolutely blew me away. Um, yeah, I think that's it for me. Nice, man. It was, I've been meaning to watch Runaways, too, so I'll, I'll definitely have to check that one out. Um, James Rambo, bring us home, buddy. Oh, once again, so many things to talk about. Um, I will try to be brief. Uh, as far as new things, uh, this year we got a fucking phenomenal Elseworlds crossover oh, between yeah. Supergirl, Arrow, and The Flash. Um, it was the perfect blend of cheese and earnestness um, with some really cool like geek nods and things uh, thrown in there. Um, Stephen Amell... Uh, uh, who is an, a he's a very very beautiful man um, uh, showcased the fact that the new, new Flash costume looked incredibly stupid it's right. so dumb I hate it so much um, particularly because the one they had just before this was spot on yeah um, I don't like the mask so at all the mask is all it, I, it looks so bad yeah it's so awkward and Grant Gustin has this weird bubble head when he has it on <laughs> and it's oh, it's so frustrating yeah. um but in just a side like, note, a side yeah. note on that, they actually the, the reason behind it is because Grant had been complaining through the first four seasons about how uncomfortable the chin strap is, so that's why they went away from it. Oh. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, fix that shit uh, because there's got to be <laughs> there's got to be a happy medium um, wherein it doesn't look that bad and you can still get rid of the chin strap. Um, but yeah, I mean, hey, that's the other part of me is like. Fuck you, rich man. This is part of the job. Uh, like, if, if you want to be doing the job, that, that, that that's what you got to deal with. Oh, I'm not uh, comfortable. I'm not comfortable. Shut up and run fast. Oh, no. I can't focus <laughs> on my lines. What's my motivation? You run fast, bitch. Um, okay. So, um, the Elseworlds crossover is fantastic. Uh, it's set up 
uh, spoilers for anybody who didn't watch it. Uh, it's set up Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, and that's super exciting. Like one of my favorite, one of my favorite moments in the whole thing was uh, John Wesley's ship as Barry Allen from the CBS Flash show, seeing John Diggle and thinking he's John Stewart. Um, yep. Like that was fucking cool. Um, like asking John where his ring is, that fucking dope. Um, but yeah, so that was awesome. Uh, uh, if you haven't watched that, highly recommend that because I stopped watching Supergirl, but I will watch anything where Tyler Hecklin plays uh, Superman. Um, uh, so that was a new thing. Uh, other new things. Uh, Altered Carbon. First season of Altered Carbon dropped this year. Um, that is a fucking impressive show. Uh, it looks super expensive. Um, really interesting, really engaging, uh, really awesome opportunities to showcase, um, different actors of color of different genders, because the whole premise of the show is that you can bounce between bodies pretty easily. Um, so, you know, just in, in this season alone, we had multiple actors play the same role. Um, and it still managed to do it without being, you know, super confusing, um, and as somebody who was a big fan of the, of the, the first book, uh, really enjoyed this adaptation of the show. I've not read any of the books past the first one. Um, and I've heard mixed reviews, so I'm curious to see what the second season is going to look like. But, uh, at the very least, it's got my viewership. Um, other new thing, uh, HBO has a show called Barry. Barry is about a hitman who hates being a hitman. <laughs> uh, and all he wants to do is become an actor. Um, if you told me that plot and he said nothing else, I would assume the lead is Kevin James. It is not <laughs> Kevin James. Uh, it would, that, that's a fair assumption. Um, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, it is... Um, God damn it. Uh... Oh, Senator Winkler is also in it, and he's fucking hysterical. Is that Bill Hader? Uh, yeah. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Yeah. Bill Hader. Bill Hader plays Barry. Um, and he's clearly just a dude who has horrible PTSD from being, you know, being overseas in, in the military, uh, who just, you know, he has a, 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 he has a particular set of skills. And he has been being used by a friend of the family who has been sending him on fucking assassination missions uh, while he's been back stateside. And he's got a stupid amount of money, uh, but he hates it. He hates every second of it. And he accidentally, in, in trailing a target, he accidentally goes into this dude's acting class and to maintain cover has to participate in one of the monologues. And he is garbage, but he loves it. Um, and uh, yeah, getting to see Bill Hader do some, some, some dark, weird comedy stuff is really cool. <laughs> Uh, so if you haven't seen that, first season is out, um, and uh, definitely recommend that. Um, as far as continuing shows, I'll talk about two more and then uh, three more. I'm, yeah, yeah, fucking three, um, and then I'll be done. Okay. Um, second seasons for Sneaky Pete, Mrs. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Ozark all dropped this year. Um, Ozark is again hitting that Breaking Bad button, something fierce. If you haven't watched it. It's got a phenomenal cast led by Laura Linney and Jason Bateman. Um, and it is just a family who is in way over their head uh, as far as drug money is concerned. Um, Sneaky Pete is Giovanni Ribisi playing a con man. Uh, 
and he is acting as his um, uh, his prison cell uh, um, is, is, is his cellmate in uh, in prison. Uh, he got out first, and so he has gone and posed as his cellmate to his to to dude's family. Um, second season dropped. It's fucking great. It's really cool to see Giovanni, Giovanni Ribisi working um, and doing some really slick uh, uh, con man shit. Um, and very recently, like in the last month, second season of Marvelous, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel uh, dropped. If you haven't watched this show, it is hysterical. Um, it is a period show set in the 50s. Um, and it is about uh, Rachel Brosnahan is the lead. She plays this uh, um, uh, New York housewife who is naturally a really funny lady and wants to be a stand comedian. And so the whole show is following her, pursuing that dream, how it affects her marriage, how it affects her family. Uh, Alex Borstein plays her manager and she's fucking hysterical the entire time. Um, if nothing else, if, if you, if you, you could mute the show and it's the, sh the, the, all the costuming is beautiful. Rachel Brosnahan is gorgeous. Um, uh, uh, everything is really pretty in that show, but it's also hysterically funny. She has wonderful delivery on everything. Um, and, uh, yeah, highly recommend all of those things. Yeah. Good call, dude. I mean, like, and also too, props to you for bringing up a wonderful comedy in Brockmire because that season, oh. season one was just, was masterful. Like that was so <laughs> freaking funny. So good call on that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's, there's so much good stuff out there and 2018 was a good year for media in general. Um, but also a good year for us too. Um, we'll talk about that for just a second here. Um, we brought on some new people. We brought on, you're, you're listening to two of them, MC Brooks, uh, James Rambo. You guys are now on GGR on a pretty regular basis. So we are very happy to have you guys as part of our team, but also too, we, we broke some ridiculous records and like, all I can say is humbled. That that's the only word that I can use. Is it, it's humbling to think that people take time out of their day um, to listen to and read the dumb shit that we have to say. And like, it, it I I can't express that enough. Like that that's so incredible to think that there are people out there who are like, I wonder what Mike and Steve and Rambo and MC had to say today. Like that's that's so cool to think about. And, like, um, I can tell you right now, the next T-shirt that we're doing for GGR is going to be GGR, we're really big in Oregon. Um, <laughs> and then, like, may, I, it might even be we're really big in Oregon with a question mark, like, because none of us know why. Um, but, like, it, it, it's just so awesome. Like, I'm looking at what we did in this year alone. And, like, it, this is kind of, like, patting ourselves on the back. But, I mean, it's it's our podcast, man fuck it. This is what I want to do. I, I just think that it's awesome that in, if you look at year to date, we have had, well, this month, first off, we're going to blow away numbers. We're going to have over 2,200 people listen to our podcast this month alone. And we, I mean, we're well over 10,000 at this point for the year. Like that, that's how many people have listened to our pod. That's so fucking cool. Like, wow. It's, it's just, it's just so awesome to think of that. Like, if you look at the the number of people that went to our website in 2018 alone, um, we had 3,520 unique visitors. We had 3,096 page view or 3,096 visits, 5,118 um, page views. Like, wow! Like, 
that that's just when we first started doing this, it, it was like 500. It, it wasn't it wasn't that many people. Like it, we're we're doing something, man, because people are keep reading our stuff and listening to our stuff, and like again, just just humbling to to think that anybody would take any of their time to listen to and read what what we have to say is just it's just awesome. And like I. I, I still can't believe it. Like, it's it's just a great... Like, it, it's just, it's... I'm at a loss for words, which, as you guys know, is not common with me. So that's that, that says a lot about this. Um, Agreed. Very, very humbling. Yeah, it really is. Um, this has been an awesome year. This is going to be an awesome 2019 as well. Um, I'll give you guys, if you guys have anything that you want to say about, about 2018 as we go into 2019, uh, I'll let everybody have a chance here. Um... And then we'll go ahead and close this out. But um, again, just thank you, everybody. Thank you for everybody who's involved. I mean, let me if I can list off all the people. I mean, I'll give props to the guys who helped us out. We're not working with them anymore. Uh, we have decided to go in a separate direction. Um, but FXBG uh, Public Radio was a great home for us for a while. We were recording in studio, but we're going to be doing our own thing. We're going to be recording on uh, on site um, or just you know on our laptops in our houses, um, which is kind of how we got started in the first place when we were doing this. Um, I want to thank. Um, the guys from Rock Deep Rogue Radio, which, I mean, that's how we met Marcus. That's how MC Brooks is part of this thing. Um, we got some great help from Yolanda, from Tamika, from uh, Jay Lee, um, from Zombie Ben. Zombie Ben is, like, all over our Facebook page, managing that on the, on a regular basis and, and sending out content and doing videos about video games that he played. Uh, Far Cry, there was a new Far Cry game. I, we should have mentioned that in the video games section, but he said that that game was, like, fucking creepy, but really, really good um, and really, like, poignant with what's going on in the world today. Um, we had Danny Rogue. We mentioned her earlier. She did the Tom Morello article. Um, we've got Andy Barsh, who is an awesome artist and is working really, really hard at trying to make that art thing become, you know, his career. Um, we've got, um, a buddy of mine, uh, Alfonso, who wrote the article about God of War. Um, we've got James Rambo. We've got MC Brooks. We've got Steve. We've got me. We've got... All of these great Yuli. people. We've got Yuli. Like, thank you. Yeah, I, I don't even mention him because he has his own thing, and I feel like he, I can't really say that he's part of, you know, sure. GGR. But like, he's yeah, because he's he's fantastic he, for him. He's a big fucking deal, you know. Like, we, yeah, yeah. Well, I was just thinking about some of the people we've had yeah. on, and like one category we didn't quite get to because it's been such an you know, there's been a lot in 2018. But our favorite comic, but. My favorite comic, honestly, that I read this year was one guy we had on, Steve Conley's The Middle Age webcomic. Like, oh, yes. I've been yes. reading that, and I love Absolutely. it. So, I mean, like, even though it's not someone who's not a, a contributor each and every week, like, even people have just been on once, like him or guys that are on occasionally, like Yuli, like, man, they make such a big difference. And they, you know, people who, like us, that are always on, you know, just add such another dynamic when we have these kind of really creative and, and interesting people on that we can all you know, have these great conversations and learn a little bit more or talk to, to people who have a different perspective. Yeah. And like the fact that yeah. the fact that we shouted out Rob Paulson and he shouted us back and he was just like, yeah, I'd love to be on the show. Now, subsequently we have not heard back from him since then, but that's okay. The, the, the pathway has been open. So whenever pinky from pinky in the brain decides that he wants to be on our show, he can. So there you go. So whatever intern is running his social media right? talk yeah, to us. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's just it's really cool and like I can't wait to do the things that we're gonna be doing next year. Like I, I really like the idea of going to 
like, you know, on site, you know, like I would love to be able to visit, um, Mr. Rambo at, uh, victory comics because like they, they put a social media post up there. Uh, um, and one particular guy just like went off on this tirade and gave them a bad review and was just like, I don't like victory comics because they're inclusive. And everybody was just that like, motherfucker. everybody was just like the fuck you don't like it because there's other people there of different races and gender. Like what? And like, just, but they're so different from me. Yeah. And I don't like things that are different. Yeah. I've had the same lunch for the last 28 years. <laughs> Baloney. On Terrible. Bread. I hate it. it. Yeah, mayo on Wonder Bread. The end. <laughs> but like the the community jumped uh, to in their defense, and like just from that, that's the kind of place that I want to go to. You know, that's the kind of place that I want to shop. That's the kind of place that I want to frequent. And I think it would be cool for us to go up there. We have also a friend of GGR, Mark Lutz. He's working with all sorts of different people in the geeky community, doing all sorts of fun things. There's a new place called Tashi Station, which I mean, we can all appreciate as Star Wars fans. That sells comics and toys and video games and all sorts of other cool shit. We're, I want to get out into the community and do some other stuff, and this gives us an opportunity to do that. So, um, But yeah, Steve, MC, Rambo, if any of you guys have anything that you want to say before we end this, go ahead. The floor is yours. Well, there's there's one thing I wanted to mention. You, you, uh, uh, Steve, you mentioned comics earlier, and I don't know how this didn't occur to me. Comic that just premiered uh, this this year that I think you would definitely appreciate. I think really all of y'all would appreciate it. It's a comic called Murder Falcon. Have y'all heard of this? Murder Falcon. Murder Falcon. No, but I know exactly what I'm about to nickname myself. Murder Falcon. <laughs> Steve Murder Falcon. Is about um, the story is it follows a guy who used to be the lead singer uh, and lead guitarist of a band, uh, which I I think they've mentioned the name of the band, but I honestly can't remember. Um, they broke up years ago for various reasons um, and that, that were slowly getting reveals of. Um, and this monster shows up one day uh, in, I think, in Dude's apartment. Uh, he hasn't picked up his guitar in years and years. And this giant, bulky, jacked, cyborg falcon um, with a bandana on says I need you to play metal and he picks oh up God, his guitar so and starts playing already. metal and you find out that murder falcon which is the, the thing um, is powered by uh, uh, by metal music and that's how he's able to like do rad ass fucking punches and shit um, and we're I am murder issues. falcon <laughs> we're three is awesome down. And uh, and they and they've gotten the band back, back together, and they're just dealing with bigger and bigger threats over time. Um, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. This is, it is written by a, written and drawn by a guy named Daniel Warren Johnson. Are you sure it's um, not written by Tenacious D? Because that's what it sounds I'm like. I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> um, and and Johnson is actually in a band um, that I, again I'm blanking on the name of, but they put together like playlists for every issue. Uh, and just his art alone would be worth uh, uh, picking this up for. Because uh, if you want to see some fucking mind-blowing shit, search Daniel Warren Johnson commissions. But there's one in particular that I think is really great. Uh, he did a Darth Vader commission where Vader is literally... He's, he's fighting an entire group of um, of just like like uh, rebel soldiers. And at one, in one, he's... He's, folk, he's, he's swinging his lightsaber at this one guy and reaching behind him and force blasting a dude's face off. Um, 
and it's I'm fucking looking nuts. at it right now. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Absolutely astounding. This is incredible. Um, but yeah, wow. he's phenomenally talented. It's beautiful artwork, um, and the story is really sweet and funny, and uh, and a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, anybody who's as big a, a metal fan as you are, Steve, should definitely be picking this comic up. Really, everybody should be reading this comic. You're right? Like, I'm just gonna let you know that Yuli wants me on uh, Fantastic Forum on uh, Saturday, um, and I he was like best comic, and I was like, ah, I'm gonna have to ask Rambo. So, based on <laughs> based on your recommendation, and like, I'm gonna give you full credit too. I'm gonna be like, hey, we talked about this on GGR Pirate Radio, and in fact, James Rambo friend of Fantastic Forum, mentioned that this comic, Murder Falcon, is the greatest thing ever, and I will explain why, and I'll be like, I'm in, he's in, we're all in, you guys should be in too, so. And I have the fun. first three issues. Nice. <laughs> Done God and bless comicology. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Um, I we'll, we'll save the comics for later. I think for, for the next episode, we'll talk a little bit about comics, because we haven't really dove into those in a while, and I think that would be a good idea. Um, Mr. MC Brooks, anything you got to say uh, to wrap up 2018? Um, well, all, all, all I'll say is uh, thank you to you guys for, I mean, embracing me. I'm, I've been the new guy for GGR for the most part this year, and I've just been trying to contribute as much as I can. And I've learned a lot about not only comics, but a bunch of different characters that you know I may have known of and I've been too familiar with. Um, so thank you guys for not only embracing me and helping me be part of GGR, but also, you know, helping me to learn more about characters that, you know, I I didn't previously know. Um, it's been pretty much an awesome 2018, you know, with wanting to get back into doing this and now doing it seemingly weekly with you guys. It's, it's been awesome. So, you know, just, just want to say thank you for taking me in. Of course, man. We're happy to have you. We're, honestly, dude, you were you were a get in my uh, in, in my book. Like you were, have the pedigree because you know how to do this stuff already. And I was like, this guy actually wants to hang out with us, losers. Sweet. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically, the question is like, MC, are you a juice bag? Because <laughs> if the answer is no, then you're in. You're good. Like Sweet. that yeah, is. That is the interview right there. So, dude, we're <laughs> pumped to have you here. I did want to let you guys know that there has been a new subtitle added to the Aquaman movie. Um, they're now calling it Wet Thor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just read that. And I was like, you got to be fu- Yeah, all right. That's accurate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, you got anything to wrap up 2018? No, man. It was a great year, and I just get the feeling like 2019 is going to be Phenomenal! I just got a great feeling about 2019. I, I do too, man. It's going to be, like I said, we get to have our first like live in person podcast since 2015. Um, this, uh, in 2019, so that's going to be pretty fucking dope, dude. Like I'm, I'm excited Crushing about that. It. Yeah, it is going to be. It is going to talk be about cool. Murder Falcon the whole time. It's going to be awesome, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reading Murder Falcon podcasting about shit, eating sandwiches with French fries on it. Hell yeah! Like I'm just gonna be come flying down the the road in a, like a old beat up Camaro with Murder Falcon written on it and stuff. Like this is changing my life. You guys don't even know. <laughs> you know the funny thing about it is if you say it as like somebody's nickname, so it's like Steve Murder Falcon Monic. It sounds like you're saying motherfucking. 
So, like, that kind of works, too. Like, James, Murder Falcon, Rambo. It sounds like you're... Yeah. Fuck, that's almost certainly intentional, and I never even picked up on that. Yeah. No, that's got that's got to be, dude. That's so dope, though. Yeah, this is like... This is like TVS diehard level of, you know, and making those words acceptable. <laughs> yippee ki <yay>, mother father. yippee <laughs> <laughs> murder falcon. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and Steve, I'm actually looking at Twitter now, and uh, issue four drops January 9th. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Guys, as always, thank you for your time. Thank you for... Um, doing this with me uh, so that I'm not just talking to myself. Um, I greatly appreciate that. 2018 was awesome. All you GGR Pirate Radio listeners, 2019 is going to be even doper. We're going to have more of this. We're going to have more of the overflow. We're going to have more of the geek sheets. Yuli's going to be back on with us. We're going to have all of these things, and we're going to get new people, too. We're going to have new people on the podcast. We're going to have new writers. We're going to have all sorts of awesome shit. It's going to be amazing. You just keep staying tuned and keep reading our stuff. Uh, but, guys, thank you so much. Again, I can't I can't thank you enough for, for being part of uh, our nerdiness uh, that we have recorded for posterity's sake. Um, my name is Mike, and for MC, for Steve, for James Rambo, for everybody involved in the GGR family, we hope you have a wonderful 2019. And this is us here at GGR signing off for the year 2018. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!